Welcome to the Victory Alabam Podcast. You're listening to a message from our preaching series entitled On a Journey. Together, we'll look into the life of Jesus, the perfect example of discipleship. We hope this message encourages and inspires you today. I would like to invite everybody to please stand in reverence to God's Word. And I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 to 22. Matthew chapter 4, beginning in verse 18 to 22. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. Immediately, everybody say immediately, they left the boat and their father and followed him. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father. We welcome you into this place this morning. We thank you, God, that we can come here, Lord, and worship you. We pray, Father, that you remove any distraction from our minds, from our hearts. And we pray today that we would hear your word, that we would truly realize what it means to be called a disciple of Christ. We're asking today, Lord, that we would leave everything behind and say, Lord, we're going to follow you wherever you lead us. Lord, speak to us through your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may take your seats. Okay. Praise God. Um, before I get into the word, I just want to, I know Pastor Ariel introduced my family, but I just want to show a picture because I'm so proud. Okay. I'm married to one wife and I have three daughters, Alba, Maha, and Katya. Eleven, nine, and six. Okay, uh, people have been asking, are you still going to go for a boy? Uh, no more. Uh, my wife said, the store is closed. So no more. We're, we're good with three girls. So I, I'm just so thankful for having three girls. They all study in uh, Life Academy. And uh, they're just wonderful. Manang mana sa mommy. Okay, so I'm so thankful for my girls. Uh, and you know what? What I'm also thankful for, I'm glad to be part of this church victory growing up in victory because we value family. That even before ministry, family is a priority. And that's why I want you to all know, and maybe you already all know this, that you only come as number four, okay, in the priority list. First, it's God. I mean, for the pastors, first it's God. Next is their spouse. Next is their children. And then number four lang po yung congregation. Okay, alam po, maniwanag naman po yun. But it's just so important to hear it. And I'm so glad to be part. I've seen the lives of Pastor Steve, Pastor Bishop Ferdy, how they live their lives and how they put their family first. Amen? Okay. Oh, okay. Amen? Yeah. Ayos. Okay. You know what? Um, I'm glad to start this uh, discipleship series entitled On a Journey because we're going to talk about discipleship. And I know most of the time when you hear the word discipleship, oh, I hear that almost every week. Discipleship. Yes. Nako, alam ko na yan. Why? Why do we exist? 
to honor God and make disciples. We hear that almost every week. But the question is, what does it really mean to be called a disciple of Jesus Christ? When you say that you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, what does that, that entail? What does that mean? Ano yung implication po nun when you say that you are a follower or a disciple of Jesus Christ? And in the coming three weeks, we are going to unpack, well, I'm unpacking the first week, and uh, the rest will be done by Pastor Ariel. We're going to unpack what it means to be called a disciple of Jesus. What does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus? And we're going to look at Matthew because we see here the calling of the first disciples. As I read earlier, while walking by the sea of Galilee, Jesus saw two brothers. He saw two brothers. Now, I have this question. Do you think it was an accident that Jesus was just walking along the sea of Galilee when he saw Simon and Andrew fishing? Or... Was Jesus intentional in going to the Sea of Galilee to look for these two brothers? Okay, who among you would say Jesus was intentional? Who among you would say he wasn't intentional? Who among you don't care? I won't raise their hands whether it was intentional or not. Well, let me give you the answer. Jesus was intentional in seeking out these two brothers to call them as disciples. You know what that tells us? It's Jesus who calls us. It's not about us. So when we talk about discipleship, the starting point really of discipleship, you know, the beginning, the very origin is that Jesus is the one who calls us out. That's why the Bible says He calls us out of darkness into His wonderful light. So see Jesus, He's the one who saw them. These two were not even looking for Jesus. Maybe some of you would say, Alamo, I've been a Christian since the earliest time, since I was a kid. But let me tell you this, Jesus chose you. He picked you out. He pulled you out of darkness. And now you are here today. Who among you, you're glad worshiping God this morning in this place, in this church? Look at the person beside you and say, I'm glad you're here and smile at them. Okay, you know what? Okay, I hope you're really glad. By the way, you know why that person is there beside you? Because Jesus called them. The same way Jesus called Simon when he saw them. And when you look at this word saw, we're not just talking about just seeing physically, but Jesus saw with spiritual eyes. He said, I'm calling these two brothers. And what did he say? Okay? And sabi niya, pero he said this in verse 19. He said, follow me. Follow me. The starting point really is following Jesus. Well, but before I continue to explain what it means to follow Jesus, I'm just reminded of the Sea of Galilee. It was in 2017, we had an opportunity. Some of the pastors in Victory, uh, we had a, a study tour in Israel. I believe the first batch, Pastor Ariel and their wives went to the first batch. And then we were the second batch. And I tell you, Going to the Sea of Galilee, it was amazing. It was an amazing experience because I was just there. And when we got into the boat, because when we got in the boat, they had a flag ceremony and then they played the Philippine National Anthem. And then, you know, they welcomed us into the boat. And then the captain of the boat said, 
guess what? This is a special boat. Mm, special boat. Why? Because you know the song Oceans, which Hill Songs recorded, it was recorded right here in this boat. Okay, so wow, special. So they played Oceans. Uh, I, I don't want to sing it anymore. Okay. Take me deeper to the hardest way. And my faith will be made stronger in the presence of my Savior. So we were just worshiping God there, and I felt the presence of God. And I was thinking, wow, the Sea of Galilee. Miracles happened in this place. Jesus called his first disciples in this place. But you know what? We were not contented. We were with Pastor Julius. He said, oh, you have a CD player over there? Yes. Okay, now here's a victory worship CD. Can we just play this instead? So they played the victory worship CD, oh. So instead of hill songs, now we were worshiping. So now, okay, take note. That captain is going to be famous for saying it's not only hill songs that was recorded here, but also victory worship. So worship lang kumendon, but it was a special time. You know, we were just there worshiping God, enjoying the presence of God, trying to get some Instagram pictures. No, just kidding. But we were just there enjoying the presence of God. But what what really struck me was, wow, this was the place. Where Jesus called his disciples. This was the place where Jesus walked on water. This was the place where Peter walked in water. And we're, we're here right now. And I tell you, when we were worshiping God, some of us were just in tears. I, I went to different parts of Israel. Pero ito special. Ito yung last day. We went to different parts. And they would say, okay, this is where the cross of Jesus. And this is where the stone, where the cross was placed. And the blood of Jesus flowed through this stone. And everybody would come in and they would touch the stone. So what I did, I lined up also and I touched the stone and there was nothing about the stone. It was just cold, cold stone. Okay, that was it. So, but here when we were worshiping in the Sea of Galilee, it was wonderful. It was overwhelming when we felt the presence of God. It was a place where Jesus called his first disciples. And what did he say? He said, follow me. Like, like I want to say this, the starting point of discipleship is following Jesus. That's what it's all about. Not following a personality. Not following a church. Not following an individual. That's why when we say go and make disciples, we don't have our victory group. And we would say, you see these 10 people? These are my disciples. Wait a minute. No, no, no. They're not your disciples. They are disciples of Jesus. Take note. You are going on a journey with this people, this church community, to follow Jesus together. So we follow Jesus together. I don't want to explain the rest because it's going to be in the coming weeks. But let me tell you this. We are supposed to follow Jesus together. And we are all disciples of Jesus. Look at the person beside you. Mukha bang disciple yan? disciple na disciple. Okay, some. Okay, okay. If, if that person is closing their eyes, don't worry. They're just uh, seeking God in dreams and visions. I used to remember Pastor Ariel, I would preach in Galleria and I would preach in the cinema. It was the toughest part. You know why? Because the lights were dim, the seats were comfortable, and they would look out. And then you know what? I always felt so offended when I would see people sleeping. I felt, Lord, am I that boring? And then I felt the Lord speak to me, you know? They're just so stressed out in the world. But when they experience the presence of God, in church, that's the only time they experience peace. <laughs> so, nung tulog sila, okay lang, Lord, sabi ko, just let them be. They're just experiencing peace. I hope the person beside you will not experience peace today. They're gonna listen to the word today. 
Now, going back, the starting point is really following Jesus. I'm so glad victory is not about following a personality. We're not called Steve Merle Ministries or, or um, Bishop Ferdy Ministries. It's all about Jesus. I even remember the early days, there was just this banner right in front of the church. And one word, one name, Jesus, period. That's what it's all about. It's all about Jesus. The growth we've experienced here in Victory, all the great things, the victories that we've experienced all throughout the decades, it's all because of Jesus. And we can't say it's about us. It's all about Jesus. Jesus is calling us into a relationship with Him. Question, what does it mean to follow Jesus? What does it mean? So imagine, He called them. He said, come follow me. Okay, and I will make you fishers of men. But I believe we need to look at the verses also before verse 18 to get a context or the whole picture of what was happening here. My question is, did they actually hear Jesus preach before? Or was this the first time they heard Jesus preach? Did they hear about the name of Jesus from other people? Or was this the first time they encountered Jesus right there in the Sea of Galilee? If we're going to look at verse 17, as we check out the context, it says, From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So even before Jesus went to the Sea of Galilee, He preached in different places, and He preached about repentance. Everybody say, Repent. Why is repentance so important? Because we cannot follow Jesus without repentance. Some people will say, okay, all you need to do is pray this prayer, believe in the Lord Jesus, that's it. You don't need to change your life. No. If we are going to follow Jesus, we need to repent. That means we turn away from our life of sin and turn to God. A 180 degree turn following Jesus with all of our hearts. Because if you just say that, okay, I'm following Jesus and you don't have any change in your life, you don't have any repentance, that's not real Christianity. By the way, I'm just excited. I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I'm just excited. That's not real Christianity. Following Jesus always involves repentance. That means change. What does it mean when you say repent? Repent used to be a military term. When you say repent, it was used in the military, which means about face. So when Jesus was calling his disciples to come follow me, it was understood that he preached about repentance. In fact, hindi lang po si Jesus yon. Si John the Baptist already preached about repentance. And repentance is this. What does it mean to repent? To change one's mind or purpose. So you change your mind about one thing, and then you turn around, and you say, I'm not going to do that way, live that way anymore. So that's why you can't call yourself a Christian and let yet sleep around and live in adultery. You can't call yourself a Christian and cheat on your employees. You can't call yourself a Christian and say, yes, Lord, you're Lord over everything of my life except my finances. My money is my money. What Everything else is yours, but my finances is mine. Okay, no, He is Lord of all. He's Lord over your life, over your family, over your money, over your love life. He is Lord over everything. Can you say amen? 
Parang may narinig ako. One time, there was this businessman. He said, Pastor, please pray for me. I've been finding it hard to tithe nowadays. Why? Pastor was curious. Why? Well, before when I was, I used to earn 10,000, it was just so easy to tithe. What's the tithe of 10,000? Okay, very good. 1,000. But now I'm like earning 10 million. It's just so hard to tithe. So please, pray that the Lord would give me the joy of tithing once again. So the pastor comes and he goes and he prays for him and he says, Father, thank you for my brother here. We pray, Lord, that his income would go down to 10,000 pesos once again so that he will have the joy of tithing. Anyway, so he just repented right away. But what I'm saying is when we repent, we turn away from our sinful attitudes. We turn away from our old mindsets. We turn away from our old life and then follow Christ. So it's not just being, oh, I'm, I'm a member. It doesn't automatically mean that you are a member of victory, that you are a follower of Christ. Wow, that's a statement there. It doesn't mean that you are a follower, I mean, a member of victory, that you are a follower of Christ. The Bible says, by their fruit, you will know them. Is there repentance in their lives? If you're going to see their life, does it align with the Word of God? That's why the Bible says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? If we say we fought, we're following Jesus, then obedience is needed. Can you say amen? Obedience. Okay? So we continue to read. It says here, verse 20, Immediately they left their nets and followed Him. Immediately they left. You know, they left something behind. They left, they left their business. They were known as fishermen, but they left something behind. And you know what? When we are going to follow Jesus, it involves leaving things behind. Leave your old life. You have to leave some relationships that are not good in your life. Okay? And then follow Jesus. Okay, talking about relationships. Okay. Let me ask you this question. Who among you here, you love this church? Raise your hands. You love this church? Okay, who among you? Next question. You've been offended already in this church. Raise your hands. You've been offended. Maybe, you know, a victory group leader, maybe a pastor offended you. Raise your hands. Just be honest. We're here. Okay. If you're not raising your hands, that's okay. It's just a matter of time. <laughs> Hang on a little bit more. Why? Because relationships can get messy. You're part of a church. There's going to be offense. Gusto mo walang offense? Then don't have any meaningful relationships. Just have Facebook friends. If Facebook friends, no offense na eh. Papano pa kaya? You're in a church. There's offense. It's part of it. But the choice is, we forgive. And the same thing, you know what God is calling us to leave? He's calling us to leave offense behind. He's calling us to leave bitterness behind. Because we're following Jesus together. Oh, I just can't tell you how many times the different pastors offended me and how I've offended them. You know, I remember si Pastor um, Noel Nanez, when we were singles, he was my roommate. So he was my roommate already, and we were pastoral staff under Pastor Steve at that time. And of course, as roommates, there are times that we would have offense. And I would never forget one time, we didn't talk like the whole day. And then we had a prayer meeting that night. I was assigned to preach. And the text, when I opened it, it says, 
before you give your offering, go to your brother, okay? And make amends and then go back and give your offering. Jesus valued relationships. So yun yung point ko. So paano kaya? How can I preach this? So you know what I did? I closed my Bible. I went down to Pastor Nowhere and I said, mag-sorry ka na. Kasi hindi ako makakapreach eh. Ayusin na natin to ngayon. So anyway, no, I'm just kidding. So I, know, I really did approach him. But I'm telling you, we need to leave our stinking attitudes behind. If you're gonna follow Jesus, there are things that you're going to leave behind. You know, when you come to church this morning, oh, it's church about, oh, what can I get? What can I get? No, it's what can we give. That's why God is calling us to make disciples. Oh, oh gusto ko ma-bless. No, no, no. Sinong gusto mong i-bless? Church is not, you know, just being a consumer and say, yeah, bless me, bless me. No, it's what we can give. When we follow Jesus, we get blessed and we want to be a blessing to others as well. Now, I want to share with you. Okay, but before that, let me share that point, okay? Following Jesus means you have to leave other things behind. It might be bad attitude, maybe sin. It might be compromise. We need to leave other things behind. If you're going to follow Jesus seriously, we have to leave things behind. You can't stay the same. Is it okay if I share something close to my heart? Okay, one thing yes naman so that I know you're there. Okay, um, when you say leaving things behind, it not, might not be only bad things. It can also be good things. Uh, let me tell you a story. Um, last year, about February last year, um, Bishop Ferdy called me and said, let's, let's, let's have a talk, a chat. I said, can't we just talk on the phone? No, let's meet in Starbucks. So each pastor knows, all the pastors know that if Bishop Ferdy is going to meet you in Starbucks, it's either he's going to correct you, you know, or something major is going to happen in your life. So I said, Lord, I repent of all my sin. I'm going to meet the bishop today. What did I do? So long story short, I met with him. And he said this, you know what? There's a, an opportunity. I said, what opportunity? Well, for many years, Pastor Rice Brooks has been talking to Pastor Steve. And he said, why not send Filipino missionaries in Latin America? Why? Because Filipinos have the same culture. I'm being um, colonized by Spain. Filipinos are very relational. And it's possible that Filipinos can be good missionaries in Latin America because they can relate with the people. But Pastor Steve said, uh, maybe not now because we're so busy with Asia. And then until last year, Pastor Steve said, oh, why not? We don't have any churches in Central America yet. Why not? So he spoke with Pastor June, Pastor June spoke with Pastor Ferdy, and then Pastor Ferdy spoke with me. And he said, there's an opportunity, there's an open door. And I said, yes, that's good. This, that's a good opportunity and that's good open door. But what does it have to do with me? And I said, here I am. Send somebody else. I mean, why, why will I go there? I mean, sayo sayo ko na nga sa Ortigas. But you know what? He said, just go and check it out. So we went to... Uh, Central America. We went to Panama, Puerto Rico, and Costa Rica. And I felt when we were there, I, I just felt the call of God to leave behind what we have here and go and plant a church in, in Latin America. Uh, last year lang yon. It was, it was a, a major decision for us. And, it's, and to tell you honestly, it involves a step of faith because 
there's, there's the fear of the unknown. You're going to a country that you don't know the people there. We don't have a church there. And I said, I'm not going to go alone. Okay, uh, I'm going to show you the team that I'm going to bring. But when I was in the Panama Canal, the Panama Canal is really a gateway where different ships pass. And it's a place where it's like a hub. And, we, uh, and while we were there, we felt like this is going to be a hub, a missionary sending nation that will touch the rest of Latin America and Central America. And they were telling us that this is going to be a Philippine church plant. So you're not going to be alone. This is going to be a victory church plant. So that's why we're all in this together. Please look at your neighbor and say, you're part of this church plant. Okay, sama naman kayo. Sige, participate naman kayo. And you know what? I, I'm not going to go there alone. I'm going to go and take a team. Here's the team right now. Um, we are close to 11 team members. I, I did not choose 12 because one of them might betray me. So I just chose 11. No, no, I'm just kidding. But just to give you, uh, okay, si Carlo Marana, Alabang yan. Meron tayong member ng Alabang. Okay, and um, you know, I might talk to some other Alabangers to invite them to the team. But anyway, Pastor Ariel is here. But uh, just to give you uh, uh, a photo, nasan ba yung Panama? Where's Panama? It's right beside, it's in the middle. Okay, it's close to, katabi na niya yung Colombia. But it's that, just that little point over there. It's a country of 5 million people. But really, it's a gateway between North America and South America. And in Central America, we don't have churches in Panama, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Belize. Wala po po tayong every nation church is done. And we're believing we're going to have churches over there. When I first told my kids, I said, girls, we're moving to America. They said, yay, Central America. Huh? But it's really close to our heart because my, my, my daughter, my six-year-old daughter said, Daddy, did you volunteer? Or did they assign you? Wow. Six years old. Did you volunteer? Or did they assign you? I said, honey, it's both. You know, God's calling us to plant a church over there, and to reach out to people who don't know Jesus. It's a country of five million. And, uh, and, and sometimes they would ask me questions. Say, Why do we need to leave home? Why do we need to leave our church? Why do we need to leave family? But there's some things that you can leave behind because Jesus is calling you. And sometimes I'm thinking, oh Lord, oh, but, but you know what? Let me tell you this. When we follow Jesus, His plan is always the best. Wherever you are right now, it's not just leaving bad things. You can even leave good things. But God has the best plan for you. He's calling you. Smile naman at your neighbor. Bago ako ma-ano dito. Smile at your neighbor and say, Jesus has the best plan for you. Okay? So okay, please join me in Central America. So now I'm already studying Spanish. Oh, by the way, I have more pictures. Okay, that's the University of Panama. They have about... 61,000 students in that campus. So we only believe for 6%. I mean, 10%. That would be 6,000. And these are some people who went there. We had a conference already among the Latin American pastors. We don't have a church yet, but we have a, we had a conference. So that's a step of faith. And then, um, you know, um, some of the pastors were there. Uh, and this one is really a sign that I'm really called to Latin America, because I went to this store 
and it says rico pan. You know, you know what rico means in Latin America? It actually means rich and delicious. So anyway, I'm not going to further explain that, but no more comment. But that's what it means. No kidding. And then right now, one of our missionaries to Tibet, Simonet Austria, she's there. We had a conference. We left her there. And she's going to wait for the rest of the team this coming August. So let me tell you this. This is a big step of faith. Uh, it's going to require, you know, a lot. But I, I believe, I believe, really, if God's calling us, He's going to give us the grace. That's what following Jesus is all about. We follow Him where He calls us. And you may say, wow, how can you do that? Well, you know what? I'm just relying on His grace. And I'm relying on your prayers. Please pray for us. It's, it's not easy. Matapang ako dahil i-endorse ako ni Pastor Ariel. Okay? So, supportan niya ako. He's going to send, ilan? 20? 20 people from Alabang? Or anyway, we'll just talk later. <laughs> Isa pa lang ngayon, but tithe pa lang. But anyway, let's continue reading. The Bible says in verse 20, how did, the res- how did the disciples respond to this? Look at this word. Okay, pero bago yun. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers. So kanina, si Andrew and Peter, now he sees two other brothers, James and John. Isn't it amazing that when Jesus calls people, he calls people in groups? He calls people and he puts them into community. Before, dalawa sila. Ngayon, dalawa ulit. And he was calling them. But what's amazing in, in this verse is the reaction of the disciples because it says here, immediately. Everybody say the word, immediately. Okay, hindi yung, Lord, sabi ni Jesus, come follow him. Okay, Lord, okay yan. But maybe, maybe next week. Maybe tomorrow, but Lord, now, can't you see, Lord? Can't you see we're busy fishing over here and you're calling us? How inconvenient, God. Why now? But you know what? There's a sense of urgency when God calls us to follow Him. That we cannot delay it and say, we're going to follow Jesus tomorrow. No, Jesus wants us to follow Him right now. In fact, following Jesus requires our immediate response. We don't wait for tomorrow. We follow Jesus today. Smile once again at your neighbor and say, follow Jesus today. Yep, uh-huh, uh-huh. bukas na lang, Lord. What is Jesus calling you to do? What is He telling you? In fact, there's a verse that tells us that if you are to follow Jesus, you must take up your cross, deny yourself daily, and follow Him. Aren't you curious? Why didn't Jesus say, take up your cross, deny yourself, follow Him yearly or monthly? Okay na sana, one-time commitment mo. No, but following Jesus, it's a daily thing. It's a daily thing. We take, why, 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 why the cross? Because it involves self-denial. It involves surrender. It involves saying no to the other things sinful things and maybe even good things to follow His best. Sometimes the prayers of Christians are something like this. Lord, here are my plans. Bless my plans, O God. I believe that's the wrong prayer. You know what we need to pray for? It's this. Lord, show me your plans because I want to follow your plans because your plans are the best. So instead of asking God to bless your plans, why don't you ask God what His plans are for you? Because His plans are always the best. God has the best in store for each and every one of us. 
Come on now. He's got the best. So what's our role? Let's just follow him. Let's just follow him. You know, this year, it started. And there's a lot of fear. It just started this year. We're just in February. And what happened? We have the Ta'al. We have the bushfires in Australia. We have the coronavirus. We have the shocking death of Kobe. You know, all these things happen. It's just the first two months. And people are saying, what's happening in this world today? There's so much fear. But you know what? If you're following Jesus, you've got nothing to fear. If you're following Jesus, all you need to do is say, Lord, I surrender everything. And as I follow you, I'm going to have your peace, which surpasses all understanding. Let me ask you this question. What is God telling you to do right now? Maybe there are things you need to leave behind. Maybe there are things that you need to repent of. Maybe there are things that you might say to the Lord today, Lord, I surrender. I've been doing it my way, but this time I want to do it your way. I want to follow you. At this moment, let's have just this moment of silence. Just come before God. You're here today saying, Lord, what areas in my life do I need to follow you? What areas in my life that I need to leave behind? What areas in my life do I need to repent and turn to you? I want you to reflect at this moment. And you're saying, Lord, show me. Show me areas where I need to follow you. Show me areas where I need to surrender. Just speak to him right now. He's here. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to share this message with your friends too. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.victoryalabang.church.